Hello everyone and welcome to another Scotsway podcast and uh, we're recording this one uh, in Dundee with um, Gillian Eason, uh, co-founding director of Creative Dundee. Hello Gillian. Hi. Anna Stewart, uh, award-winning writer and playwright. Hi Anna. Hello. And Gordon Morris, uh, TV and theatre actor who you can currently see on AMC's The Terror. Hello. And we might talk a little bit about that at the very end because I'm really interested. I, I've been having a look at Great. who else is in that. It looks fantastic. But we're here in Dundee, really. I mean, it kind of came from a Twitter conversation that Anna and I had um, about. There's obviously been a lot uh, recently about the VA um, opening up in Dundee. And I knew a little bit, a small bit, because I used to work for Cargo and we were involved with the Dundee International Book Prize. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that there was other fantastic cultural history and just happenings going on in Dundee. And then I said, well, as Scots were here, really, we should be, instead of bleating about no one talking about it, we should talk about it. So that's kind of why we're here today. So, um, I mean, as I say, Anna, we started with a conversation with us, and you very kindly sent us an article, a little bit of homework before we started, (laughs) which was great. But talk a little bit about that article, because it seemed to me that contained a lot of the history about where Dundee's culture is today. Okay, well, the article... um it was really about uh, the Seagate Printmakers Workshop and Gallery and how that was the forerunner for the DCA, the Dundee Contemporary Arts in Dundee. Um, my dad happened to work there and when I was wee, we had international artists sleeping on our uh, settee in our wee council house in Glenclover Terrace. Um, and uh, what happened was when the DCA came along, um, the Seagate Printmakers Workshop and the gallery, it was sort of, uh, the Printmakers Workshop was put into the DCA mm-hmm. and, um, but a lot of the sort of existing staff and, uh, you know, were that actual business sort of folded really. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, although it had international artists and artists from all over Scotland, like uh, DV Mach and everything, come into the gallery, um, that also, you know, had like local artists. Um, uh, the Dundee Photographic Society were involved. Mm-hmm. So really, it was um, a local and an international institution. Uh, but when the DCA came along, um, well, what that article was saying was it didn't sort of embrace the same kind of culture. Um, and I thought, oh, that's a shame that something has been lost. People were maybe at that time felt a bit excluded um, and we were just saying there, there there's not a lot online about it uh, because it was pre-internet mm-hmm. so um but just to it was quite interesting to see that to read the sort of political uh history of of that and how how the dca was formed um and what then happened to the existing culture and the workers mm-hmm. Uh, who were part of the artistic community. Um, so <clears throat> it was an interesting article, partly because it looked not only at the the history of um, Dundee Contemporary Arts, but also the funding, the importance of funding within mm-hmm. it. So, um, Gillian, if we can go to you, is Dundee Contemporary Arts, is that almost seen like a year zero for art uh, culture in Dundee, or is that too simple? I, d- 
Yeah, I think it's probably too simple. I think there's always been a strong uh, cultural scene in Dundee and it comes from the mills and it comes from singing and mm-hmm. dancing and the cinemas, the many cinemas across the city. Um, the rep, of course, existed before DCA mm-hmm. and things like Witch's Blood, which was a 2D mm-hmm. um, theatre production across the city mm-hmm. with community actors at the very heart of that, 200 or 300 um, actors taking part. That was my first kind of cultural memory in the mm-hmm. city. So the, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. And, and <laughs> being kind of bussed around, uh, taking in the, the sort of sights and the smells of um, of that particular period within Dundee, it was incredible. So I think um, there's always criticisms about kind of where Dundee's making its investment and, and how, um, how you balance that kind of international mm-hmm. and local. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're using DCA, I think it does... A, an incredible job at weaving both local and international um, through its many kind of programmes and activities. Um, but yeah, it's, Dundee's always had that kind of really gritty uh, DIY cultural scene. Um, mm-hmm. It's not had mass investment, um, but it's always had cultural strategies. So mm-hmm. I think we're on our, th- our third decade of having cultural strategies in place. And um, it's not just that strategy, but it's actually people making things happen mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just that kind of culture of if it's not there, make it happen. And yeah. that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I kind of left my well-paid job uh, to to go and kind of see what Creative Dundee could become with mm-hmm. no intention of, of making it a, an organisation. It was a blog for five years, but I saw a gap that, um, that I felt... I could perhaps fill, mm-hmm. and uh, here we are on a podcast speaking about culture <laughs> in Dundee. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Gordon, you were involved talking about Dundee Rep. I mean, that's yeah. a great reputation, and it had a kind of certain Scottish wide reputation for oh, producing yeah. great theatre. So, give us a little bit about the history of that and your involvement in it as well. Uh, funnily enough, my um, first ever involvement with Dundee Rep um, was when I first decided to get into acting. Um, I'd never acted before in my life. I'd never done anything. I was working in NCR in Dundee. Uh, making cash card machines um, and uh, I was walking through the town one day and I met a guy called Steve Steve Merton, uh, a guy from the top of the hill in Dundee who's a quite a well-known uh, actor from Dundee and I asked him what he was doing. I'd trained as a bricklayer with Steve ah, mm-hmm. and I was asking him what he was up to and he said, you know what, and he was a bit kind of reticent, he was kind of, I said, what is it? He said, I'm actually training to be an actor. And I thought, you know what Steve, that sounds brilliant. Um, I'd like to give that a go. So you went, well, come on, I'll take you along to the rep then. So we walked along to the rep, uh, to the community department, and obviously Steve was quite well known there anyway. And I went in and I was, I did a couple of little things with them and I got a part in the, the next play. It was actually one of the biggest parts in the, in the next kind of community theatre play. And then I got into Dundee College and yeah, it was just, it was just amazing. And Dundee rep for me, it, it was just, it was so... I thought because I was just a, a guy from Douglas mm-hmm. who worked in a factory and had been a bricklayer and driven vans and all these different things, I, I didn't think it was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually found out it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was loving it. I, when I went in there, it was just, it was so inclusive. And I can always remember one of the guys, Stephen Stenning, who was at the community theatre at the time and who mm-hmm. was running it. And um, he turned up at my door one day and said, hi, Gordon, just to say, unfortunately, rehearsals have been cancelled tonight. We didn't have your number and we didn't want you to turn up there. Oh. And, it, 
Yeah. Up to that stage, nobody did. You know, I just worked mm-hmm. in jobs where it was just you did your job and that was it. You just mm-hmm. went home. You know, and suddenly people were turning up and saying, "Oh, we didn't yeah. want you that. It's just right. great that you're mm-hmm. you're kind of you're involved in this, and we don't want you to be sort of disheartened in any way by turning up." And then that was it. Then I, I went there, and um, since then, I became friends with James Brining. Um, who was the artistic director mm-hmm. yeah, the James actually played football with me and my friends um, on a Monday night and so I got to see a bit of the workings of the rep from his side and it was just really interesting just going and sitting in his office some yeah. days and just having a chat with him about all these different things that were going on and just to see how intensely proud he was of this whole place as mm-hmm. well um, and I used to go in and just sit with him and then I'd go and watch rehearsals mm-hmm. and you know and I have only done a few little things at the Rep mm-hmm. uh, because my kind of career went in a different way. I, I seem to have done more television uh, work since then. But I have done little bits and bobs there and um, hopefully at some point I will do more. But as I say, my first, very first time was 1998. That was the very, I think that may have been the that first time. That was the year, Gordon. Yeah, yeah that may have been the year <laughs> I first walked into the Rep for the very mm-hmm. first time. And since then, I've been there. I go in there at least once a week, even just go and sit and have a coffee or just to sit because I just love the atmosphere. Yeah. I just love going into that place and there's a feel. Yeah. So this idea of having a community involved seems a really important one in what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back when you're suggesting, Gillian, that went back further into things like folk music and yeah. you know, telling. And also you, you obviously had DC Thompson in here as well. Um how do you balance that with something that Anna said about um, an international outlook as well? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good question. And I suppose we're all from Dundee, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, And that's quite unusual, actually, because there's a lot of folks from all over the place uh, mm-hmm. working in Dundee. And that's what I love about it. So I just want to kind of say something about the fact that although a lot of what we do is all because of connections to each other and we were having a joke about being kind of one person removed and Gordon and I don't know each other so that's great to always meet somebody uh, from here that you don't know however um, I think like um, two of our of our team are, are from France and Brazil and wow. they often speak about like how inclusive and welcoming Dundee is to, to outsiders mm-hmm. and people that are coming to the city so I think Dundee's always looked out. It's always had to work out the way. And as a kind of um, shipping, fishing, yeah. you know, all the kind of in- industries that we've had of the past. And then being a kind of university city of having mm-hmm. two great universities and a, mm-hmm. and a great college that um, have seen a lot of folks internationally pass through and, and stay. Like so many people yeah. you meet that you're like, oh yeah, I moved here because um, my girlfriend was studying here, but I love it, and now we're staying. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that that balance. It's it's so interesting the amount of people I meet involved in uh, all sorts of the arts who um, have some connection to Dundee educationally. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's in, you know, they studied art here or they went to university here yeah. and got involved in arts that way. I'm, and we're in an area where the university is, is you know, close by to the to the rep, mm, to the, yeah. the you know, to the, um, the contemporary arts. Um, how important is that collaboration mm. with um, the universities and colleges? I mean, I think that we take it for granted a little bit. Mm. I think in Dundee, it's, it's amazing <coughs> when you're seeing people from outside Dundee will enthuse about it, say how wonderful it is, and you've got to sometimes you think, sit and think, yeah, you're right enough actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. because it is so. It's just we are so used to having this wonderful, these wonderful institutions on our doorstep and you, you, you walk up the Perth Road 
and you see all these people from all over the world mm. wandering around, all looking so happy. And I, I, I love that. I love seeing that. Mm. But as I say, sometimes I can be in a taxi, um, and the taxi driver will be a Dundee guy, and he'll be moaning to me about everything. And you're thinking, come on, mate, it's, you know, it's not really that. You know, it's, it's not that. It's not that yeah. at all. And I'm trying to go back at him and say, well, actually. And then you'll sit with somebody like maybe a James Brining, who was from, you know, down south, and he's sitting there going, oh, this is yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. Thing. I think if, if you've yeah. never lived away as well, sometimes, like my partner, he, he's from Dundee and never moved out of Dundee, but I had lived away for uh, eight years. And um, he was, oh, sometimes I had a bit of a downer on Dundee, but. Um, but if you've been away and then come back, I think that you realise, you know. Mm-hmm. And where I studied <clears throat> down in Devon was Dartington. Mm-hmm. And sadly, the university lost its funding mm-hmm. and they closed. And I think that when you see that, you see the effect that that has on a town or mm-hmm. a village. Sure. You know, you think, God, you know, we really have to make sure that the university is are okay yeah. because uh, how much they give to a city or a town or a village it mm. is important that connection and that is how it becomes international as well mm. that's how you make a, a wee Devonshire community sort of an international community mm. is by inviting people from all over the world yeah. Yeah. but in, inviting people from all over the place that they're yeah. based because it's not just <clears throat> about the pocket of Dundee that we're you know speaking about the West End kind of area um, mm-hmm. and Dundee still has a big challenge but like Glasgow mm-hmm. in terms of being this um, it's often called a city of two halves or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so we have got still massive poverty deprivation yeah. uh, health issues that we're trying to kind of tackle as a city through culture yeah. and and um, that's a big kind of risk for a, a city council to be behind as well yeah. but Definitely. but they've always believed in it and um, most recently I guess with um, trying to bid to become a European capital of culture but mm-hmm. being told at the last minute that none of the UK city uh, cities could bid um, oh is that down to uh, because of Brexit, Brexit. Yes. Yes. yes I didn't know that yeah. so two days two days three days before we were due to get on a plane to pitch um, DCMS and the European Commission said no deal like oh, wow. not, even though they'd obviously stated and it was on their website and obviously all the cities competing had been told you know, a couple of years in advance that they were definitely going to get to a bid. Mm-hmm. So um, that was totally scuppered. But Dundee being Dundee will always kind of pick itself up and, and do something bigger and better. And that's what we did with the UK City of Culture. We've since become a UNESCO City of Design, the only mm-hmm. UK city to, to have that status. And one of the big things we're looking at there is kind of social justice, is healthcare. It's not design as a beautiful product it's, yeah. it's practical design as absolutely. well absolutely it's about yeah. how do you design better systems and and the council you know taking that really seriously in terms of thinking about how they deliver services it's in their interest of course but um but yeah design of of um the intangible things that connect us and that connect the city in its broadest sense not just about the waterfront when you were away anna for eight years how did you view what was happening in, in Dundee or did that kind of, you, did you not know? Was it kind I, I of didn't know. I felt kind of, when it, whenever I came back up, I thought, well, what's this? You know, what's happened here? <laughs> this never used to be like this. It was just, you just saw changes. Every time I was visiting, there was just more and more change and like places I had never been to. And even still now, I think, 
I never knew that was here, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it happened in the time that I had been away. And I went to visit the um, Verdant Works recently. I was like, why, why have I never been here? Oh, but it, it had sort of yeah. happened. I, I left time. when I was like 18, yeah. you know, yeah. so it, it sort of happened in that time. Yeah. And then you're like, this is, this is brilliant, mm, you know. Totally. Um, I love the Verdant Works. <clears throat> I only went there for the first time a couple of years ago oh, as well. It and great. it was awesome. So yeah. what, what is the Verdant Works? Well, it's an old jute mill. Yeah. Old jute mill that's been refurbished yeah. and mm. it's just, it's, Stunning! It's it, amazing. It tells the story, doesn't it, of, yeah. of yeah. people connected to the jute industry and yeah. has uh, school rooms set up and oh, all yeah. like classrooms. Oh, it, and it's it's just immense, absolutely immense. And uh, I went in with my wee boy. <laughs> There's a man in the clutchy, ah. and when you go in, you go, get out, get out, yeah. and he was forever running in and out. Got me as well. I actually jumped when I. But that is. Is that a charitable organisation? Yeah, I think yeah, so. So that is a sort of paid museum. So that might be another reason. You know, I suppose the McManus. You know, you'll go into it's a it's a free museum mm-hmm. and it's right on your doorstep. Whereas you have to kind of have a wee look to find the Verdant mm-hmm. Works. And it is a, but once you've bought your ticket, it lasts for a whole year. But that is a charitable funded. Mm-hmm. Museum, I think. Yeah. But it's well worth a visit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings me to talk about <clears throat> actual physical buildings. It seems to me that they, they are very important and fit for purpose in Dundee. Is that a fair thing to say? Uh, so, a friend was visiting from Edinburgh the other day and uh, she runs a similar organisation to Create for Dundee and uh, she just couldn't get over the amount of space we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so space, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the space we are based, which is just across the road, it's called the Vision Building. It's got a long history. It used to be a, a, a factory um, being turned into uh, where creative industry businesses should be based. Was it kind Fleming? of failed. I'm not sure. I think it was Ariel Fleming. Oh, was it? I think so. I think so. So it failed for the first few years uh, when the economic recession was happening, but a new landlord took it over and, and kind of uh, looking at interesting ways of, of building it now. So it's got like two of the largest games companies in Dundee based there, but also we're in this kind of co-working space with lots of other small um, independent uh, creative folks. And she was just like, wow, we just would not get this in Edinburgh. So I think for us, again, we probably take for granted um, the the spaces that exist in Dundee, the civic spaces, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the green spaces, the mm-hmm. light, the incredible yeah. libraries, and mm-hmm. the provision right across the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's thirteen libraries in Dundee. Ooh, yes, I that. including I a mobile library. <laughs> I've seen that one a few times. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So we have, we have we're very lucky that we've got all those libraries uh, still open yeah. and uh, still staffed yeah, yeah. I mean because that, that's a major certainly I know um, from friends of mine in Glasgow mm. you know the, the, the plight of libraries is one oh, which is uh, yeah. totally. really um, worried people really worry about yeah um, well, would that suggest a, a kind of strong uh, literary background in Dundee which you know continues to this day yeah I think so I think um, uh, you see a lot of people coming in and they've been coming into the library for 40 years you know they're, they're readers mm-hmm. people in Dundee are readers I think crime they love it <laughs> <laughs> that's the same everywhere don't worry about that uh, yeah that's a whole different podcast talking about why Scots love their crime fiction <laughs> they love it <laughs> yeah so no um, but also we're doing different things in the libraries um, 
and that's sort of helping us. And you're and now doing downloadable books as well, aren't you? Oh library? yeah, we do. Which is great. Which is we've purchased on behalf of the public, so mm-hmm. um, they're free if you're a library member. Yeah. And um, th- we're also doing things now to help people with their CVs and all all of that's kind of happening. Um, and I'm trying to think. I think there's a yeah. library that's kept up with. Its Times, you know, yeah. I'm a wee bit biased. My mum worked in local history, as mm-hmm. you'll know, Anna, uh, for many years. And uh, I remember just going in, like being plonked there after school every night and kind of playing on, is it the microfiche machines? I don't yeah, know if they're still yeah. there, but mm-hmm. the, um, are still the, yeah. the yeah. internet's probably replaced a lot of that. But but what I love about our libraries here is that, um, you know, there's kind of maker facilities sort of weaving themselves mm-hmm. into some of the libraries. There's, yeah, job search skills and. Yeah, and. Um, and the local history department is, mm. you know, that newspapers. Yeah. I'm a sucker for the old newspapers. I can go in there if I've got a couple of hours to spare. I'll go wander in and pick up just a random year and sit down, and it's just so interesting. Yeah. I could sit for so long reading those. And the, the thing is that people don't often know that they can access that information. You know, it's like if you want to know something about, like, I, we had an incident in our family. My, my granddad years ago um, tried to save these two boys who sadly drowned um, in the 1950s and he was given a, a medal mm-hmm. for it. So uh, I went in with my mum and said, oh, we'll see if we can find it. And <laughs> Deirdre, straight away, there it is, there. Yeah. You know, uh, that's all the information mm-hmm. you need. Um, and people sort of come in and s- might say, oh, I was wondering if I could get uh, uh, something their granddad, it might be their um, 90th birthday. Could I get... Mm-hmm. Yes, of course you can get that. That's your information. It all belongs to you. I think that's really interesting. (laughs) And I think it's there's this myth that you can find anything you want online these days, Mm -hmm. and you can't. There's lots of stuff that you really have to still go and put in Mm -hmm. the physical work. And and it's so much better, especially if it's an old newspaper. And it's actually, you open it up and there it is. You you can touch it, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than it's online, great, you can read it, but when it's sitting there, you can smell it. I just love that. And we've got the which we were speaking about earlier, the lamb collection in uh, local history, which is uh, was donated to the libraries. And it's uh, photographs, you know, dating back. Uh, you know, you could just see all <laughs> all of Dundee throughout. Is called Photopolis or something? They've it? got it online, online as well, it, yeah. yeah. But you can actually come in and have a look at the card indexes and, and find the physical photographs as mm. well. So it's definitely worth having so a look. So it's like a photographic history yeah, of Dundee. Yeah, of Dundee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds um, like uh, Dundee's um, industrial history is something that's still kind of celebrated and looked at. It's quite interesting coming from Glasgow where it's almost too dramatic for people to do. You know, like the, the buildings on the, the Clyde side mm-hmm. aren't really used for anything. They're yeah. just left empty or mm-hmm. have been knocked down or whatever. Um, uh, would you say that's right, that Dundee kind of... There's a more of a celebration of its yeah, industry. Th- yeah, I think people do celebrate. I think, um, you know, uh, the jute industry. The mm. we were gifted a lot of things like the parks and yeah. the Caird Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there is that legacy still stands, mm. and people remember that. But equally, there there are sore points. You know, for people. You know, mm-hmm. time X oh, yeah. and oh, you know, yeah. uh, but then culturally. Uh, you know, we use that and yeah. process that through plays and songs, and and that's one way that you can kind of heal that. Mm. And then things have moved on. We've 
we've got other industries uh, through those industries, mm. sort of uh, through um, NCR, NCR and things. Yeah. You know, Game we've got the computer games. industry yeah, and games. So they've evolved. And I, th- I think what I love about um, Dundee at the moment is that a lot of those former industrial buildings are being used for creative and cultural yes. uses. So yes, you've got DCA absolutely. Vision Generator projects, Wasp Studios. You know, you could keep going. A number of of buildings that have been sort of repurposed mm. as uh, creative spaces. Um, and and I think, you know, a colleague said this recently, uh, the brilliant Annie Mars, uh, who said that like the V&A is just a kind of comma. It's not a it's not a full stop in mm-hmm. Dundee's journey because I think a lot of people are seeing the V&A as being <coughs> the start and the end of yeah. Dundee. But I guess what we're all trying to say is that's just, you know, there, there's more to come. And yeah. so one of the the developments that I'm kind of excited about if it comes is Westward Works, which is DC Thompson's old former print. Uh, press uh, mm-hmm. factory down beside Verdant Works mm-hmm. and that is a huge space you know bigger than Glasgow Tramway um, wow. in terms of a cultural venue potential um, and it's not being used for stuff just, is there yeah, stuff yeah it's been, been yeah so it's been used um, so uh, lots of people have been using it for the last couple of years as uh, the design festival uh, space but also for like pop-up things that have happened but there's a long-term plan to kind of try and create that into something much more and so that, so that I think that's the thing with Dundee. It's, it's kind of trying to use its older spaces in a way that um, that it, it could just turn its, you know, turn away from them and um, keep building the new things. Although we do about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's what I'm excited about. Um, so when you decided that Creative Dundee was something that, uh, that you wanted to start up, what was it you thought? The gap that you wanted to fill, what did you think was, was the yeah. problem? So I suppose I came back to Dundee as well thinking I'd never stay. It was the year the DCA opened um, and then I started to see something happening. But it was a good few years before I probably actually went in the doors, but also before I, I just was not connected to the city. And um, so it was a bit of that. It was a bit of I wanted to be more connected. It was a bit of I was fed up of hearing particularly the lecturers actually telling their students that they had to fly south to, to mm-hmm. get jobs mm-hmm. and opportunities. So I, w- I knew that there was lots going on. So the blog for the five and a half years was just speaking about um, uh, exhibitions, uh, events that were happening that were totally under the radar. And then it kind of snowballed from there into events and then thinking, what's happening here? Uh, we're <laughs> catalyzing something to happen. And uh, it's very kind of cross-disciplinary because... I suppose a lot of the time games developers hang out together and maybe don't meet visual artists or architects mm-hmm. or dancers yeah. or theatre. So it was that that meshing of people in the same room, uh, which I think Creative Dundee started to do. Um, and someone who uh, had been in Dundee their whole life, as you mm-hmm. say, you maybe didn't engage with theatre until Dundee, right? But did you engage with other aspects of culture and art? Were you... Do you know, I would say my, my um, engagement with the cultural side of things in Dundee were, were the um, McManus galleries. Mm, I used yeah. to, I would go and I could, again, I, I was one of those kids that could go and just spend hours just wandering around. Uh, I love the fact that they still have the, um, the like, the, the, the boat that's in there, you know, the, yeah, the, the canoe. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that takes me back. Every time I see this canoe, it takes me back to being about nine, <laughs> just yeah. like, and wishing I could get in that canoe. 
a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Kelvin Hall. Yeah. That, in, in my head, it's massive. And you go in, it's about the same height as Gordon. But, you know, it's very big. Yeah, Gordon is huge, as you say. Like. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. That is often, well, yeah. I think, where kids do have the first connection with cultures mm. is, is in, in galleries and libraries as yeah. well. Yeah, and again, and the library, that was my other I mean, I would be the, the gallery in the library. The gallery is one other thing that in that museum, which it takes me back whenever I go and I can still stand and look at it is they, they have like a miniature of Dundee oh, yeah. from the 1890s yeah. or 1880s whatever it is and oh man oh, I, I could I used to again yeah, as a kid great. I so wanted to be able to shrink myself yeah. and just, I just yeah. want to be in there yeah. and, and I still think that's it if only I could just shrink just a little bit <laughs> but that so my first probably cultural experiences in Dundee were definitely museums Mm. going into the library and just reading and yeah. th- th- I would say theatre definitely came a lot later for me mm-hmm. only because it wasn't really it wasn't a no, thing for us yeah, I was from no, Douglas totally. you know what I mean so Whitfield originally moved to Douglas when I was a kid completely working class family mm-hmm. yeah. you know I, nobody even spoke about theatre really in the house <coughs> at the time it wasn't something I thought about and I was quite disappointed when I was at I went to Craigie High and they didn't do any acting at all at Craigie mm. there's no drama mm-hmm. yeah. and then I started I was mentoring a young girl from Craigie High a few years back and she was really into acting and so um, I went up to Craigie to watch her do a little show with the, the rest of her class in this drama group and it was brilliant mm-hmm. it was absolutely it was outstanding and I thought this is it you know this is the, they're getting a grounding now they're getting to yeah. see they yeah, want to go and see plays they'll want to you know and hopefully yeah. that'll really help I just didn't get that. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit later for yeah. me. But um, I got there in the end. I mean, we spoke about uh, the kind of secondary uh, education, but in schools, is that situation changing? Is the kind of arts and culture yeah. in schools changing? Although it's it's a struggle again right now because obviously with cutbacks, what gets cut back first? It's always the no. arts. It's yeah. always the arts that go first. So. That's a bit of a struggle, um, but as I say, the, the Craigie High Drama Department, when I saw it, was just wonderful. Brilliant. I think from the fact that it came from nothing for me, yeah. there was nothing there at all, and mm-hmm. then suddenly yeah. to go back and see them embracing, mm-hmm. it's just like, yes, that's what yeah. it's all like. Come on. Well, they didn't, we didn't have drama. I kept asking and asking, mm-hmm. can we have the drama? You know, yeah. higher on. Um, but... No. no, because they had the they had the summer show every year, so that was the musical that replaced mm. that. You didn't need to That's learn it. Yeah. 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 I, think it, I think it has got a lot better, yeah. and yeah. there's so many activities across the the city that are happening. Um, the, in May, there was a big design parade across the city where. Um, uh, we teeny tots uh, uh, primary oh, school uh, aged pupils were working with d- local designers across the city and to come up with um, a parade thing so mm-hmm. it could be either a float or it could be like all dressed up and it was brilliant and they yeah. kind of all paraded around the city centre kind of culminating at both the city square and McManus um, and I don't know how many kids there was involved with that but a lot and so there's always opportunities and I think things like the Maggie's Penguin uh, oh, yeah. parade yeah. I was just going to ask you about yeah, that I had a right, wonder okay. about the uh, before yeah, I came yeah. round and I kept That's seeing these very yeah. colourful penguins <laughs> so, <laughs> like we had Willie last year oh, yeah. um, we've got mm-hmm. penguins this year sorry Willie was maybe two, two years ago two years yeah but, you know, to time in with school holidays, it's brilliant. Mm. So I think there's a lot of hard work being done behind the scenes in terms of the education and culture coming together to kind of... Mm. And they've got the, the nurseries and, and schools doing the ones that 
uh, going to the library. So uh, my wee boy at his nursery, they did one, and it's in Lochy Library. So yeah. I'm still to go in and see. But apparently, <laughs> his teacher said, "Well, he'll point to the bit that he did." <laughs> but what I, I wanted to say about the 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 boats in the McManus, um, my uh, father-in-law, he was a shipbuilder, and his dad too, and. Uh, uh, brothers, so it was within the family, and um, he uh, was telling our son uh, that oh, the little model boats, mm-hmm. you know, they used to build those. So some That's of right. them are the ones that are in the McManus. So I think that that is a way, you know, he would take Anders in to see mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. That's a way that you can engage uh, the community with the sort of cultural history of a mm-hmm. city or a town yep. is by. Um, including things like that and I, I think that um, with the V&A you know their first uh, exhibition is is going to be about the cruise liners and if they could include something about the shipbuilding I think mm. you know people would really want to come yeah. in and see that but also things like um, when we're building cultural spaces in Dundee if you took uh, 10 uh, school leavers who were going to do an apprenticeship somewhere else, mm-hmm. but said to them, "Come and do it in this cultural space, and we'll we'll fund you to do that." And if they continued to live in Dundee throughout their years of living in Dundee, they'll say to their children, "I made that. I made this mm-hmm. cultural space. I was part of that." And that would be a way that you'll get the local community to keep bringing their children, uh, their grandchildren, in and keep them involved in cultural. Uh, institutions within yeah. a city or a town. I think that's right. I think the problem comes and it happened. I think in Glasgow is when there's a kind of disconnect and people stop yeah. going to these things or taking uh, people, their kids to these things or they yeah. think you know. Well, if you can, if you can involve people, workers, mm-hmm. you know, if you can give people a job, like and not a kind of zero-hour contract, um, three one job broken into three. Uh, you know, if you can give them an actual employment within cultural institutions, then people will cherish them. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that's what happens. Um, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of it does come down to money in the end. Yeah. And uh, in terms of um, difficulties in funding, you know, Gordon, you said that the first thing to go is often arts funding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, you know, right across the country. Mm-hmm, um, is it getting increasingly difficult to, to fund things? It's, just, it's an obvious question, as it goes, but <laughs> yeah. yes, everyone yes. nods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have to find more creative, <laughs> to you, Julian, yeah. more creative ways of doing that? Or? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we're in a, a kind of unique uh, situation that after, you know, five years of doing it as a voluntary thing and then having like really tiny little bits of cash uh, to keep us going over the next three or four years, we became what's called a Creative Scotland regularly funded organisation in April, um, which um, which is a big deal. So that means deal, three yeah. years of funding rather than year to year. So Dundee ha- only had three um, RFOs, they're called. And so we've gone from being really like that grassroots, you know, mm-hmm. not sure if we're going to be around next year, for no, to knowing that we'll be around for the next three years. Mm-hmm. And that ability to long-term plan and to give mm-hmm. um, our team, our very small team, proper contracts um, mm-hmm. is really important. So we're getting kind of stuck into a lot of the things that are happening across the city in terms of the, f- the future of the city. Um, 
but we're also aware of that we're now in this, as I say, unique position um, where we haven't, where we're, we want to make sure that we don't forget where we've come from and that sure. we're helping everybody else um, who I know are on really precarious levels of funding. So, yeah, it's definitely not an answer to your question, but um, we're well aware of it in Dundee and, and yeah, cuts are have happened already. Um, and, yeah, the, I think what is good, and I don't want to sound political because I'm not particularly, but there seems to be a real clear interest in culture and the arts, so we just mm-hmm. need to make sure that that translates into funds. And do you think being a smaller city and what you've already said, a quite a tight artistic community or cultural community, that benefits that? Because people are supporting, you know, you've got writers yeah. supporting, yeah, theatre supporting, you know. Yeah, we had a PhD uh, student with us uh, for three months who, again, worked for many years before he kind of found his way in uh, academia. And we challenged him with this idea about how inclusive is Dundee and what what is, what is the unique thing about Dundee? Because we often speak about the connectedness and the collaboration and all that. It's easy to talk about that. It's not so easy to do. Mm-hmm. And he certainly found that there is this spirit of collaboration rather than competition. And mm-hmm. I think um, somebody else recently said that, you know, when the tide rises for one, it should rise for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to work with in, in Dundee is that if I help you out, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to benefit us all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, and I think I'm um, having worked a little bit in Scottish independent publishing, which again is a small and shrinking scene. Yeah. But there is that thing of you know, well, we're all in it together, yeah, so yeah. like trying to promote yeah. each other. Yeah. And in terms of um, uh, publishing in in Dundee or the literary side of things, I mean, is that struggling as well? Is there? Yeah. Because I know that the International Book Prize. Stopped, didn't yeah. it, in 2017? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's starting up again in 2018. I don't think... I'm no longer I involved, know. so I mean... Um, no, but I think that's been quite a blow, really. Mm. Um, and... I th- but I think there's going to be a new cultural officer uh, at the university, so that, you know, mm. might open up new yeah. projects, new things. What's... what's um, Erin's new role within the library? Um, so, well, it's she's a local historian, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, but she does uh, work on uh, poetry and song from Dundee as mm. well. So her role is quite new, so I think she's still mm. uh, establishing herself within yeah. that role, but um, more is... Yeah, probably going to happen within local history. Yeah. I think there's some good um, nights. I, I'm trying to think what nights there are, but there are quite a few kind of night evening events that kind of happen. So, yes, there there is a, a sort of open mic right. night out on the Perth Road. Um, so the scree- the screevers. Yeah, the there's a new a new yeah. playwriting thing yes. that's happening. Yeah. John McCann's um, screeve night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there there probably could be, could more, be more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, yeah. Um, yeah, there definitely could be more. Oh, similar to that, um, just in general, uh, what's the kind of music scene like in in Dundee? Well, we've just had the 
Blues Festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's just what I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Dundee's always had its reputation for turning out good bands. There's yeah. quite yeah. a few good bands I've sure. in the area. And I do, I'll, I'll have evenings where I've had a few drinks and I decide to play just all Dundee bands on my yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But um, we, I mean, I think for me, I'm, I'm, we're always really proud. Dundee did a, we had a play called Balgay Hill um, a few years back at Dundee Rep. And it was actually the last time I was involved at the Rep. Um, and I was the Dundonian dialect coach <laughs> because there were a few actors who weren't from Dundee, mm-hmm. uh, and it was about Billy Mackenzie. This, mm-hmm. this it was about it was it was the play was related to Billy Mackenzie, and they did a fantastic thing, uh, which I remember uh, in the actual foyer of Dundee Rep. It was because Dundonians always do this. You've always got a connection to somebody, especially Billy Mackenzie. Everybody yep, in Dundee totally. has a connection yeah, yeah. to Billy Mackenzie, yeah. uh, and they asked, what, "What's your connection to Billy Mackenzie? Come in oh, and write good. it down." Yeah. And my connection to Billy McKenzie was the fact that my dad used to have pigeons. And Billy McKenzie's dad, Jim McKenzie, had pigeons as well. And my dad got his pigeons from Jim. And I had to go up to the house and went in there one day and they took me out to the pigeon loft to get them. And that was my then connection to Billy McKenzie was through Jim McKenzie's pigeons. Uh But still, it's a Billy McKenzie connection, which I'm very proud of. Dog walking for me. I used to see Billy with these two whippets and I was like, long arbor throat. Loved it. Loved it. it. But yes, but that was the Dundee's, I mean, there are so many good bands that come out of Dundee. I mean, Danny Wilson, yeah. two guys from Douglas, yes. and Gary yeah. Clark and Kit Clark, um, who stayed not long, uh, not too far along the road from me in Douglas, which again yeah. was always a great, being from Douglas, we used to walk up the road and go, Danny Wilson stayed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dad's yeah. van was still there for years after they left us. And uh, in terms of venues, are there live music venues? Cause it's venues yeah, that is, a, that is a challenge. Mm. Yeah, so I think, I think the thing that's going on in Dundee is the sort of pr- the routes to professional like, professionalised practice um, Mm -hmm. are really challenging so yes there's lots going on and you can go into Clark's Clark's every night Mm. and kind of hear a brilliant band but actually to become a professional musician that's quite challenging um, Mm. as it is anywhere but particularly in Dundee Mm. so again there's lots of work going on around uh, developing developing those pathways and Mm. a sort of music strategy that's, that's helping with that there's a musician award as well which um, goes a small way but an important way to kind of help in uh, that happen but yeah venues are the biggest challenge and I know that there's lots of kind of not consultation but lots of kind of um, engagement done with music venues across the city and and they're struggling um, yeah. so yeah like everywhere else I did the music course there was a music course started when I was a teenager mm. uh, and I did that after I left school but I don't think that that's happening now. I think it's in, that's yes. been taken. Uh, Perth always had their yeah, course, yeah. but I think Dundee's course <coughs> is now in yeah. Perth, which is quite but, sad. But then there's a lot of uh, there's there is a lot of audio design work that's mm-hmm. done, and it kind of links to the game sector as well. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of interest and activity, like um, actually composers and things within the games yeah. community and, and kind of freelancing as well. And Gardine College, uh, sorry, Gardine Campus, uh, Dundee and Angus College's uh, campus, has a cre- incredible audio uh, equipment. And there's three uh, Sound of Dundee CDs, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've come across, no, but yeah. they've been they were handed out free over the last three years. 
and it's actually somebody that's in our team now that um, did it in, in his previous role, um, but collated three brilliant kind of CDs again to try and showcase what's happening in Dundee's music scene. Yeah, I mean, you might not know the answer to this, but uh, are there, I know in a, um, other cities in Scotland, small, really small independent record labels are, are, are starting up and that's kind of re-energising the music scene in these cities. Make That a Take um, is the one that stands out for me um, and they're doing, they've been doing a lot around um, music and mental health mm-hmm. issues oh, and um, putting on brilliant nights and yeah, really trying to advance that kind of conversation through, through music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more and I'll get beaten up for forgetting <laughs> them but, yeah. if you get in touch with me later I can put links to everyone that you forget yeah. about that's easily done um, again this is I would probably stating the bleeding obvious but difficult to be an actor these days as well and, yeah. and uh, continue to work I, I'm really lucky because Dundee has one of the largest teaching hospitals in Europe Right. Uh, and uh, I am up <laughs> quite a lot being angry, collapsing, oh, really? uh, depressed. <laughs> this is just in real life. Every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the best place for me to be. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so for the medical students, um, yeah. we, we're really lucky in Dundee in that every one of us who are based in the Dundee area, we've been up there. In fact, Anna's been up doing ah, stuff. It was terrible. Anna, Anna had a hard time. <laughs> it was awful. He gave me a, a scene to do, and I had to repeat this because it was the exams, exam, you see, yeah. for the students. Oh. So you really had to be on it because you didn't want mm. to let them down. You know? sure. And it just goes to show you how much they learn because they all got it right. You yeah, know, they yeah. all... Um, but I had... Uh, an illness, and I had to repeat the same illness. I would say about eighty times. Wow. Could have been you. It was yeah. an Oscar, yeah. and it was really difficult sitting <laughs> on those your, are the, the seats. Yeah. <laughs> those are the hardest days. It was it was quite depressing. It can be. Well, you know, those are those are long, long days. When it's when it's the Oscar exams, they'll they'll get in tons of actors. We all come in from all right. over, oh, and we go there. And it's 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 it's. It's hard work for the OSCE exams. Most of the other days it's great. You go in for a few hours and it's a full group session. They sit down with you and they just mm-hmm. go through and you play a scenario for them right. and they ask the questions. And it just they're allowed to learn how to be doctors. And yeah, they, they yeah. can take time out at any time and they can ask their tutor, mm-hmm. you know, what did anyone, sorry, they can ask their friends for help. They can take turns about. And it's it's great fun. Those are the best fun. Really? Yeah. Anna's never managed to do any of those yet. <laughs> but those, yet. Are, those are great fun to do. So that actually, as an actor... That's keeping me going because, as, as any actor will tell you, as anything in the arts, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not doing it all the time. So you're no. working on building sites and in pubs and in, yeah. you know. That's but whereas, one, sorry, that's good. one of the great things about the rep ensemble because mm-hmm. those those actors have been able to raise security. families here. Yep. You know, they've got that security because mm-hmm. they knew that they they've got permanent contracts yep. as actors mm-hmm. in the ensemble. So, mm-hmm. and that doesn't exclude from other actors coming in and out, mm-hmm. but they've got this core ensemble of people and you know uh, they're very very good people yeah. want to go and see them oh, they're really, yeah. so as I say for us in Dundee we're lucky with that we're lucky as actors to have that um, up in nine wells which is mm-hmm. great it's interesting from what you're all saying um, you know you, you all for some different lengths of time were away and came back mm-hmm. and you know you're still about people who have come from overseas and stayed and raised mm-hmm. their families here and still been involved mm-hmm. and it does sound like the uh, artistic community is a really strong one mm-hmm. um, and who are doing it and not 
forget what other people think we're going to do it anyway but is there a sense of that in a way because it's you know I, people concentrate in Scotland in the central belt or sound like people in the central belt do mm-hmm. um, would you say that's a fair thing yeah, yeah I, I think <laughs> I think as well because we're not you know Glasgow or Edinburgh I think it's like anybody can join in you know if if something's happening, we are very mindful of the community mm-hmm. as well. Whenever professional, uh, you know, companies and creative organisations are very mindful that they exist in a kind of small community of, mm-hmm. uh, so anybody can yeah. join in, and I think there is that kind of freedom, um, l- like the rep going into the community, uh, taking their shows around the community centres. Right, yeah. You know, th- uh, that's. And the uh, yeah. reducing the ticket prices yeah. for those things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of outreach, like all the cultural venues in the city, McManus, DCA, Scottish Dance Theatre, Dundee Rep, all have outreach programmes and mm. brilliant um, learning teams. So, yeah, there's a lot of work going on there. Um, but, yeah, I think we often, we do get forgotten about. Um, mm. And it's been really interesting over the last year, being at the top of all these different league tables, Lonely mm. Planet, Forbes, well, I don't know. It's yeah. It actually gave me a jittery eye one day, just like <laughs> the level of expectation that's been placed on the city, mm-hmm. you know, post-September no this year. It's like, yeah. you know, for folks like us, it's, it's quite challenging. But we know that everybody will get a good welcome when they actually finally arrive. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we always love the people that have come um, before September um, because often the the response is, oh yeah, it'll be great, you know, come once the V&A is open. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a funny old time. If I had more time, I would love to do an event the week before the V&A opened, which we did one a few years ago, which was um, bringing back those that have been involved in all the cultural transformations to just speak about them because it's really appealing to students and and older folk and everybody in between and um, I think that needs reminded so these opportunities to kind of speak about the the heritage of the city in terms of culture and the arts are really important Um, so yeah we'll be there with like big open arms Um, but yeah we want them to come past the waterfront and Mm -hmm. and that includes journalists and and those with a, a really kind of loud voice and platform to be able to spread the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about journalism, obviously, you know, part of the city's heritage is based around journalism. Yeah. Um, how is that covered by the local press, whether it's papers, TV? I mean, what's the relationship? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah they're really supportive of what's been happening over the years, um, mm. and, and increasingly so. And mm-hmm. I think... You know, local papers get hammering a lot of time for just reporting on negative stuff, and mm. but actually they've they've been along with us on that journey of mm. of becoming a cultural destination. Um, I think, yeah, and and we've got representation of STV and BBC also here. Um, obviously, very small teams, but again, mm-hmm. quite supportive, and will will turn up if you send them a press release or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah different outlets like one of the the kind of uh, a brilliant uh, addition to the city has been Dundee Culture which is a kind of Facebook page but also mm-hmm. a website led by I think now Andrew sorry if you're listening to this but I think Andrew's now 17 or 18 but he was 13 when he first started it up Aww. so and he's got a huge voice you know in terms of media following mm-hmm. um, so yeah that thing about people just getting stuck in and, and yeah. kind of 
the city allowing people to to be that person because I remember I had to get in contact because we thought it was a a much older adult who set up this website and um, the council asked me to make contact with them to see, you know, how we could connect. So meet in the and pub. Dad, yeah, his, his kind of dad replied to say, my son's 13. And we were all like, what? It's so professional looking. So, yeah, rather than close down that, it was like, well, let's get him in. Let's, you know, yeah. kind Absolutely. of mentor him along the way. So. Fantastic. I should say as well that we're recording this in uh, Ryan McLeod's podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Um, Chit Chat Podcasts, I yeah, believe he does, and he's done, absolutely. I think, 60 odd of them. With yeah, people totally. From, and they are all kind of Dundee focused, and absolutely. they are artists in Dundee. You should yeah. check them out, definitely. Um, so, what I mean, you mentioned, Dan, that the, the VA is not a full stop, it's just part of the journey. What, for everyone here, are the hopes, you know, in the future for what's happening? Uh, So for me, it would be about making sure everyone's along on that journey with us. So it's it's absolutely about the whole city um, being, yeah, kind of like the whole city having their culture represented. So we did this project uh, last year, which went around all the community festivals and community centres to find out what culture means to people across the city without using the word culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we got some really interesting bits and pieces back from that around where culture is happening and and I hope that the city is working on that to kind of advance culture. What kind of things do you see out of um, I'm yeah, always looking was, for alternative no, words absolutely. to culture. No, well, that's the thing. I mean, we started by asking, you know, where would you spend your perfect day? How would you spend your perfect day? And a lot of it was about social activities, obviously with friends and family. Um, parks came up as a huge thing. Dog walking, lots of dog walking. But it was, it was all very much, um, there was lots of outdoor activity, but, you know, there's wrestling that happens in Ardler Community Centre and 300 people turn up to watch that. And so I think we've got to make sure that we're kind of definitely mm-hmm. inclusive of everybody's mm-hmm. cultures. Mm-hmm. I would hope that... Uh, reiterating what Gillian said, engaging with the community culturally as well. I, I do hope that the VNA brings some kind of sustainable employment for people um, because I think, uh, you know, there's a lot a lot riding on it, you know. So um, I would hope that that happens and um, that some the exhibitions sort of represent the community as well. I would also quite like there to be... Um, some kind of uh, uh, writing thing involved with, uh, because that's my area of interest. Of course, no, no. <laughs> um, selfish. You know, yeah, selfish. <laughs> Just pure, pure selfish. The Dundee, uh, you know, literary festival. Uh, so I'm not sure because of the book prize yeah. what's happening so with this the festival year, I, now. I believe there's going to be Festival of the Future, which will be across different. Um, art forms mm-hmm. so literary uh, literature um, design arts and others mm-hmm. and it, it looks quite an exciting program I've seen a sort mm-hmm. of draft of it um, so that's that's good kind of yeah because okay. the, the festival was you know great we had some great people coming mm-hmm. in the past so I, I'm, I was hoping that that would uh, continue 
I just want to see people coming from all over the world and just seeing what Dundee's yeah. got. You know, yeah. just coming and seeing it. It's a, yeah. it's a lovely place. We're situated perfectly. Everything's here. You know, if you want to go to the beach, go to the beach and brought a ferry. If you want to go and see a fantastic view, Dundee, you go to the top of the law. You can go into the countryside and there's some stunning scenery around the place. Mm-hmm. Come and see, but let the VA be. You come here to the V&A, but then spread out from there and yeah. see everything else. See the city centre. Come into the West End. Just just wander about in Dundee and take it all in. And that's what I hope happens. Dundee had such a just a, a horrible time for such a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And this last twenty odd years, anyway, it's been getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And I want people to see that because I'm totally proud of Dundee, and I'm yeah. really, really. I am enthused about Dundee wherever I am. And it's yeah. honestly, people must just think, oh, shut up, man. <laughs> 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 you're allowed to. That's why you're passed yeah. on here. And I, just, I can't help it. So I really just, yeah. I just want to see people just coming into Dundee and wandering about. I was up in Pitlochry uh, a couple of days ago, and Pitlochry was buzzing. Yes, absolutely buzzing. It was, there was people from, mm-hmm. all I heard were American accents and foreign accents, and these beautiful big uh, bikes were going through the town with all these foreign number plates on them. I thought, you know what? Just come a little bit further down the road, and you're going to have a fantastic time as well. I, mean, I should have had a placard. I really should have. Yeah. Well, the police would have stopped me. But I, mean, I was in Liverpool and I saw all what happened down there at their docks, you know, and that started with the Tate, and then everything that sort of spiralled from that. I thought, and I was uh, saying to some of the people uh, who I was meeting, and they were talking about it. I was saying, well, we're getting the V&A in Dundee and I hope that we could, you know, use Liverpool as an example of what could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really buzzing yeah. down there. Totally. And all the fest. They, they were saying, because of the Beatles, obviously, like there's a festival uh, every few minutes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> down there. You know, they've, they've got one festival after the other, after the other. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, that could be... That could be happening yeah, in Dundee. Absolutely. Absolutely. And any time there's any kind of Euro- European uh, delegations to the city, we're often kind of brought in to help show them around. And, sure. and the reaction they have from going from never heard of it before in my life to mm-hmm. this is really great. I'm yeah. definitely going to come back. Um, it's just fantastic. It's and heartwarming. If you yeah, if you've not uh, got Dundee issued uh, sunny Dundee glasses, sunglasses, yeah. we need to get you a pair. Yeah. So yeah, these I've yellow rimmed uh, sunglasses yes, that are kind of <laughs> not council issued, but um, they have definitely sprung a, legal, uh, a life of their own. And yeah, um, also, we've got ninety nine things guide to the city, which is a kind of crowdsourced guide, which we just basically ask people to share what they loved about the city and, and where they loved to see it happen. And what um, maybe some people will notice is that out of the 99 things, v is number 99. So, like, yeah. there's 98 yeah. other things to go and yeah. see and do so in the city. Even the parks, like Camperdown Park, yeah. it's just totally. great. Amazing. And so if you've got a family, you know, it's a great place to come. Yeah. Nice and it's always the sunny in Dundee, isn't it? It, it is it's always, always the sunniest sunny. city in Scotland. It so is. it had to be said. Somebody had to say it. Officially. <laughs> officially, it's the sunniest city in Scotland. Well, I think that's a perfect place to leave it. So I just want to say thanks to Gillian. Thank you. Thanks to Anna. Thanks. And thanks to Gordon. And also Thank thanks you. to Ryan for uh, letting us record here. And um, yeah, come visit Dundee, definitely. <laughs> um, and we'll be back soon uh, talking to someone completely different. Cheers. <laughs>